Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Ganga FM in Jirampa, Kaliawo FM in Akachi, KTU Radio in Kofuridia, we're on Radio Max in Takrade, live on X Spaces on Facebook, myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duo Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, former President John Mahama accuses President Akofado of discarding his 40-year development plan and replacing it with a Ghana Beyond Aid that has turned Ghana into a nation that begs. The 24-hour economy may have finally resonated with Ghanaians. It may be classified as an idea whose time has come due to Ghana's self-inflicted economic crisis today. We have details as some CEOs endorse his 24-hour economic policy as the game-changer for the country's economic woes. 24-hour economy is going to bring us jobs because it happens in other European countries. I believe in it totally. Any businessman will want to connect to that vision. Is that the magic wand for the country? We'll hear from an economist on this. Residents of Ophirikrom in the Ashanti region hit the streets of a bad road network and economic hardship. And we are prompting them to do our roads for us. If they do or if they don't do, we are going to sack them from government coming 2024. And in the central region, chiefs and residents of Senyabrik who have clashed with the military deployed there ahead of the commissioning of a housing project by the Defence and Interior Ministers as they say the lands for the project were not properly acquired. <laughs> We're live in the area. Also, two heads of senior high schools asked to step aside for allegedly charging unapproved fees or selling to students as part of the SHS1 admission process. Ghana, they were paying or buying ceremonial process. They were paying and so once you get on campus, you need to buy these items. We have details as investigations get underway. We have sports. It's that time of the season again where the two heavyweights, Hart of Folk and Asante Kotoko, collide for three points and for bragging rights. And we are in the festive season already and people have started Christmas shopping. But are you willing to pay dollar equivalent for the items while earning in CDs? I don't know why I will go and shop at uh, any of these places when I know my salary can month. People are quoting dollars as bright price, especially as burgers are coming in. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details.
Many thanks for choosing us this afternoon. Former President John Dramani Mahama is accusing President Kufado of discarding his 40-year development plan and replacing it with a Ghana Beyond Aid plan that has turned Ghana into a nation that begs. Speaking at the 9th Ghana CEO Network Business Cocktail here in Accra, he said the 24-hour economic policy originates from the 40-year development plan put together by the National Development Planning Commission when he was president, which he says has now been ignored by the current government. The 24-hour economy may have finally resonated with Ghanaians. It may be classified as an idea whose time has come due to Ghana's self-inflicted economic crisis today because the 24-hour economy initiative has been well thought through and was captured on page 105 of the NDC's 2020 People's Manifesto. Indeed, its roots emanate from the 40-year National Development Plan that was developed by the National Development Planning Commission, which was put together when I was president of this country. Unfortunately, the present government discarded the 40-year development plan and replaced it with a Ghana Beyond Aid plan that has rather turned Ghana into a beggar nation. Stripped to the essentials, ladies and gentlemen, the 24-hour policy will be anchored as an economy that runs around the clock with a three-shift work schedule in many sectors. The intent is to transform Ghana into a first into first a self-sufficient and then an export-led economy. One, we'll combine government support and private sector involvement to realize the 24-hour economy. We'll establish a comprehensive policy framework that supports the growth of a 24-hour economy. Legislation will be introduced to support businesses operating 24-7, including looking at the labor laws, tax incentives, and regulations that ensure workers' rights are protected. Well, let's take a look at the details of the 24-hour economic policy as contained in the National Development Planning Commission. At least we've been hearing the former president talk about it. Maxwell Ababa joins me in studio. Maxwell, what does it specifically say about the 24-hour economy? Well, if you look at um, the 40-year development plan from 2018 to 2057, specifically page 233, it mentions the 24-hour economy initiative. It asserts that the dominance of the one-shift system limits job creation and is one of the reasons why the unemployment rate remains very high and will remain so unless fundamental reforms are undertaken to create a multi-shift economy with work culture to match. It says a conventional three-shift system will result in three eight-hour shifts for a total of 24 hours, while an innovative four-shift system will create four to six-hour shifts for the same number of hours. Both systems imply increased labor productivity and a corresponding increase in labor compensation, MFA. And this, you say, is on page 233 of the 2018 National Development Planning Commission's 40-year development plan. Exactly. MFA. Okay. Thank you very much, Maxwell. And there's more on that on myjoyonline.com. I'll bring in economist Professor Peter Quarty shortly, but some CEOs at the event where the former president spoke lauded the initiative and said it could lift the country from its current economic situation. I think it's a brilliant idea. What actually is happening with the economy needs a certain idea that will revive it. Clearly, we, we've gone, we've not done well with our economy. If you look at the debt to GDP ratio, you look at uh, the inflation rate, you look at other indicators, we have not done too well. So we need a certain model that's going to revive the economy. I think that 24-hour economy is going to bring us jobs. We just need to fine-tune, dot our T, dot our I's and cross our T's. A lot of more thinking has to go into it because it happens in other European countries. 
I believe in it totally. Any businessman will want to connect to that vision. The reason is we have a lot of time that is wasted. We have a lot of labor that is wasted. And so if we could connect to the time that has been made available to us, remember that we don't, time is perishable. And so if we had have 24 hours that we could make good use of it, we have a lot of labors. Our teaming youths are young ones looking for work, and we could convert that into business. Every business will be pleased. Some CEOs there. Now, joining us is an economist and director of ESA at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Korte. Thank you so much for your time. You were there yesterday. And from the perspective of an economist, what do you make of former President Mohammed's claim that the Ghana Beyond Aid agenda has turned Ghana into a nation that begs and that would have been better off if uh, with a 40-year development plan, which he says has been discarded? Well, good afternoon to you and to your defending listeners. I think the point you raised about the development plan is one of the challenges of our country. Um, every government comes and throws away an existing development plan. Um, I recall there was a seven-year development plan um, that Elizabeth Mensa champion. It was thrown overboard, and a new one was started. And the 40-year plan also didn't see the light of the day. I must say, in all these development plans, uh, ESA and my good self have played a very active role. So it's quite disappointing that we keep uh, doing this to ourselves, to our nation, without a long-term vision. Hmm. It turns out that this particular 24-hour economy is in this particular 40-year development plan. But from where you sit and listening to the former president giving providing further details, do you get the sense that this 24-hour economic policy has the answers to our economic woes? Well, it could solve our problems. Um, it's a, a proposal. It's a policy proposal. Uh, I think what we need is a detailed implementation plan, a document, that is good to cover it. But I must say that um, in some sectors, it's already happening, except that not on the scale as you find in the UK, US, etc. Uh, if you go to the health sector, you go to the police, you go to some industry, textile industry, transport, um, they operate 24 hour economy. They chop by operators around several, and many other places are doing things. Uh, but if we want to scale it up to all other sectors, then we need to develop a legal framework. I think the, the former president mentioned that, that there's a need for a legal uh, framework that has to be developed. Um, our infrastructure would also have to develop to support this. Our road network, our transportation system, if somebody has to work and close early or go to work late, do we have a transportation system that will do that? We have security. Um, at night, you know, we know how our streets are not lit. Uh, are we prepared to, people, are people prepared to work? Uh, we need to work on that. And then the market for the product, if we develop or we produce more, uh, given our high cost of doing business, would we be able to sell or export? What should we do? I think we need to work on, on all of that. Energy supply. Mm -hmm. Uh, batteries will require constant flow or supply of energy. Uh, that that also whether our supply would meet demand if we could double or quadruple 
um, consumption of energy in order to run a 24-hour economy. Okay. Well, the, the, the debate is just, is just about starting and it will get intensified. Professor Peter Kote, we are grateful for your time. That's an economist and director at, ESA, at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Kote there. Now, let's head to the Ashanti region. Uh, every citizen may have the feel of the country, but this is the case that we voted uh, for Akofado and Baumia government and uh, they are not doing anything for the citizens. Now, these are residents of Apiedu, Apimso, and Inima, and Kokobeng in the Oforikro municipality of the Ashanti region. They've been demonstrating today against bad roads in the area and what they describe as bad leadership of government. They are particularly angry about the delay in completion of major road networks in the area, which they say has turned into death traps. The protesting residents say access to health care, especially for pregnant women, is impeded by the poor nature of their roads. It's a crime for we, the citizen, to vote for a leader. No. So if it is not a crime. Why are they refusing to do our road for us? Listen, uh, there was a time a woman who was pregnant, he was passing by the Oforukrom Road. You see the deplorable road, because of the deplorable road, he, he gets miscarriage about his what his pregnancy. And it's very pathetic to see all this thing. As, as at yesterday, they were having 365 days, but now they're having 364 days to leave office. And we are prompting them to do our roads for us. If they do or if they don't do, we are going to sack them from government coming 2024. <laughs> Well, that's the situation in the Ashanti region. I'll take you now to the central region. <laughs> And these are chiefs and residents of Senya Breku in the central region. They've clashed with some military team deployed to the community ahead of a project commissioning by the Interior and Defense Ministers. The chiefs say the land belongs to Senya Breku and not Gomua Fete, from whom the military high command bore the lands. They initially brought police officers and we stopped them. Now they have brought military men thinking we're afraid. The FETA people have decided to make this land their boundary and bring more forces here, but they should know that we're not afraid of them or the military. This land descended from our forefathers after they had sacrificed the blood for us. So even if I die protecting this land, it is in the right direction. Well, we'll be taking you live there once I am able to connect to my colleague here, Kofi Ejie, with our sister station at Doom FM about the commissioning project and whether it's being in limbo. We'll bring you details of that. But let me take you to Parliament now, where the Minister for Local Government, Dan Kwekubotre, is rallying in the public to participate massively in the upcoming district-level elections. The DLA will elect more than 6,000 local-level leaders to the various district assemblies. But the election over the years has been plagued with poor participation and Butri says MPs must get their constituents to participate while urging the media to devote as much time to the election as they do for parliamentary and presidential polls. I entreat my honourable members of parliament in this August House to whip up enthusiasm of the electorate to turn out on Tuesday 19 December 2023 and vote massively for the representatives to their respective district assemblies and unit committees. Right, Honorable Speaker, 
Decentralization has brought government closer to the people than it has ever been in almost three decades. Although there is no government policy to systematically create smaller local government jurisdictions, with the creation of 261 district assemblies from 110 in 1988, the average population per a local government jurisdiction has reduced substantially, thereby enabling local government to reach a smaller population. This has also reduced the proximity of local governments to locations where problems occur and where appropriate solutions may be found. The critical role of the media in creating awareness of this level elections cannot be overemphasized. Accurate and timely reportage by the media on key issues which will shape local governance should whip up and sustain the level of public interest in the processes leading up to the conduct of the disleveled elections. It is therefore envisaged that the time and energy devoted for presidential and parliamentary elections by our friends in the media fraternity is replicated in the upcoming disleveled elections. It is even my ardent hope that more platforms are created by relevant bodies with deep involvement of the media to intensify the awareness and advocacy for higher voter turnouts. That's the local government minister, Dan Kwekubuchi, on the floor of parliament. Parliamentary Affairs correspondent Kwekwa Santi joins us on the line. We know that the ranking member on the local government committee has also been contributing. What exactly is his, is his thought? Well, according to Lilan Tivandafor, he believes the cause of the apathy in terms of this district-level election, as we've witnessed and seen over the years, is because political parties are not involved at the local level, and if they were to be involved, the numbers will surely go up. Mr. Speaker, it is true. Speaking to the mic. It is true that citizens' participation in the district-level elections have been very poor. Going through history, hovers between the 35-38% as compared to the 70-75% witnessed under presidential and parliamentary elections. But this is because the state does not give that much attention to the district level elections. And Kweku, this claim was backed by another majority MP. The chairman of the committee, um, MP for Dutobri, also shares in the concern. They all believe that the president should bring back the proposal for district-level elections to be involved in terms of the political parties. Mr. Speaker, the committee on local government and rural development undertook some um, visits to some assemblies. It's quite unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that some assembly members, some unit committee members, they need to, we uh, have to build their capacity to understand what they are supposed to do uh, at the district assembly when they are elected. It is very important. And I will urge the minister and government and all stakeholders to take this as a, as a very important um, issue. That now, Kweku, what else is the House considering? Well, there is currently a haggling over what happened yesterday on the budget. The minority leader and the majority leader are discussing how the terms have been couched in the other paper. But the biggest business today 
will be a number of questions for the Minister for Roads and Highways about the state of roads in the country. A lot of constituency MPs have filed questions about the lack of action on their roads in their constituency. That's my colleague, um, Kukwasante, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent. Matters- he says it has noted with relief the announcement by the government to suspend the laying of the proposed regulations on restriction of import of selected strategic products. The, the minority has always maintained that these regulations will breed corruption because not only are they arbitrary and opaque, but they are designed to encourage arbitrary exercise of discretionary power in the hands of one person, particularly the Minister of Trade and Industry. The minority says, in principle, it is not against any legal regime or policy that seeks to protect indigenous businesses by regulating imports. It says what it is against is a law that confers unfettered discretionary power on a single individual, in this case, a Minister of Trade, to issue import import licenses and to restrict the quantity of certain imports into the country without any checks and balances, MFA. Thank you very much, Maxwell Abuma, with a statement from the minority. We turn our attention to education now, and the Education Service has asked two heads of secondary schools to step aside whilst it begins investigations into an alleged breach of the Code of Conduct. The two heads, Nadia Anan of O'Reilly Secondary School, um, in the Greater Accra Region, and Patient Naki Mensa of the Ghana Senior High School in the Eastern Regional Capital, Kofurudia, are accused of either charging unapproved fees or selling some items to the new students as part of the process. We'll get to hear from the GES. But first, join news editor Fred Smith joins me in studio with details of the allegations against uh, these heads. What exactly are they? Well, MFA, Nadia Laticho Anand, the O'Reilly Senior High School headmistress, is accused of collecting unauthorized monies at the O'Reilly Senior High School as part of this admission process and she's been asked to step aside for investigations to begin. Miss mm. Patience Naki Mensa, the headmistress for Ghana Senior High School in Koforidia, she's been accused of selling unauthorized items to the students and these items include ceremonial cloth, uh, cloth which is 200 cities, tracksuits are 250 cities and other items and she's also been asked to step aside for the investigations to take mm. place. Thank you very much. First mate, we can hear from Cassandra Chumampo who is head of public relations at the Ghana Education Service. She's been explaining further. So just as I indicated early on, Ghana's they were paying or buying ceremonial process, 200 service tracks, 250. And so once you get on campus, you need to buy these items. And then already you need to pay 350. So this is the first or the initial investigation that we have established. And then we need to delve deeper. Reason why we've asked them to step aside so we can have that launch that
That's Cassandra Chumapofo, GSPR, taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. On Love, 99.5 FM. We are live on X Spaces. We're on Facebook, myjoyonline.com, and affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDB pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Duraplus goes, water flows. We've been hearing from the former president, John Mahama, accusing President Okofado of discarding his 40-year development plan and replacing it with a Ghana Beyond Aid agenda that has turned Ghana into a nation that begs. We return with sport and we are in the festive season already. People have started Christmas shopping, but are you willing to pay dollar equivalent for the items while earning in CDs? I don't know why I will go and shop at uh, any of these places when I know my salary can month. People are quoting dollars as bright price, especially as burgers are coming in. are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past masses and legion. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water pepepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. It is your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved in voting. Citizens of Ghana, this is an urgent call from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. District-level election is here again. This year's election will take place on the 19th of December, 2023. Every four years, Ghanaians are enjoined to elect citizens to serve as assembly and unit committee members to help facilitate the development of your community and the district. The time to exercise that civic duty is now. On Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, visit your voting center between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. with your valid voter's ID card and cast your vote to elect your preferred candidate. Remember, democracy begins at the local governor's level. Your vote counts. Vote for development change agents. Vote for Ghana. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. Thanks for staying with us on the Midday News. Let's do sports. Yep, MFI is, is the big game over the weekend between Asante Kotoko and Hearts of Folk at the Babayara Sports Stadium. And my colleague, Lawrence Bedu, has this preview. 
had to full cap secured three wins from 30 matches, reflecting a winning rate of 23%, along with seven draws and three losses. Following their recent defeat against Indiana FC, Hearts will be eager to rectify their wrongs with a win on Sunday. On the flip side, Kotoko have won six games, boasting a win rate of 46%, with three draws and four losses. The Porcupine Warriors entered the game with heightened confidence, having secured three consecutive wins, the latest being a victory over Brickham Chelsea. Hearts will pin their hopes on key players like Hamza Issa, who has scored five goals in nine games. Kotoko, on the other hand, will rely on the informed Stevie Mukala, who has netted four goals in his last three games. Yeah, MFA Kotoko seems to be having the upper hand. But what do you think? Who is your money on? Um, please, I'll, I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> but have you started your shopping for Christmas? Uh, not yet. Will you buy in CD or dollar? Dollar. Hey. <laughs> well, as the festive season kicks in, uh, Christmas shopping becomes a priority for many. Uh, but the question is, will you buy your items in dollar equivalent? Uh, will some Ghanaians have been expressing concerns about the pricing of items and services in dollars by local businesses? We have to be a people who will be able to live according to our means. For, for me, I, I don't know why I will go and shop at uh, any of these places when I know my salary cannot. Mm-hmm. I can easily get a whole lot of things in the market, which will cost which will cost far less than what they are selling over there. You check most marriages; people are quoting dollars as bright price, especially as burgers are coming in December, early January before they go. People will try and melt them with these dollars. So I believe that fine, government needs dollars. So if government is charging dollars to appropriate agencies or foreigners who are bringing in dollars to come and trade, I think it's fair. But individuals, we should be able to minimize it. Well, in the mood of the festive season, we are getting ready also for the Guinness World Record. Is the singathon a Ghanaian journalist Ifua Asantua Idrinum is hoping to clinch that world record for Ghana, and she's kickstarting that on December 24. Jacqueline and Smayebwa has more. The Guinness World Record for the longest singing marathon by an individual may be broken this December and possibly by a Ghanaian. The current record holder.